Hey, it's good to be with you all tonight. Y'all having a good week so far? Great. I'm glad to hear it. Amen. I don't know if you know this, but this is the day that the Lord has made. Right? And the Bible says that we should rejoice and be glad in it. Have you done that yet? Amen. Come on. You can make some lemonade out of anything that came your way today. Amen. Just you just give it to the Lord and let the Lord help you. Amen. Well, as you can tell tonight, we're going to have a water baptism. How many of you are familiar with a water baptism? Y'all familiar with that? How many of you are not familiar with that? All right. Okay. Just maybe one or two people. But, you know, in the scripture, the Bible encourages believers to get water baptized. And, um, and so we're going to be doing that tonight. And we have quite a few. I, I think there's like 16 or more. Isn't that a blessing? That, isn't that a great? Woo, that's awesome, right? I just want to share just a little bit. Uh, just, I'm just going to be pretty brief on my comments tonight so that we can baptize everybody. And I asked the worship team to just stay with us so they can help us. Amen. And so, um, you know, uh, in Matthew chapter 16, uh, Jesus, you know, if you want to know like what Jesus, what his values were, what he, what he thought was important, uh, how he felt about different things. If you just read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it's, it's four different people telling you the story of Jesus. And in all the Gospels, you will find some words that Jesus actually said. How many of you would have liked to have been around when Jesus was around? What, wouldn't that have been awesome? Yeah, I would like to. I would like to. You know, next year, uh, Lord willing, we're going to go to Israel. Anybody want to go to Israel? Well, we're we're going to I think we're going to plan a trip next uh, spring to go to Israel. And um, and so, you know, it's going to be great to just walk where Jesus walked and see what he saw. But man, to hear what he had to say. And really, if you read your Bible, you can find out what Jesus had to say. And in one of the places in the Gospels, in Matthew chapter 16 and in verse 24, Jesus said this. Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. So Jesus is laying out basically three requirements for anybody that's interested in being a Christian. Notice that he didn't say, if anyone wants to be a Christian, let him go to church. Did you notice that? He didn't say that. But some people in their mind, if they go to church, they're a Christian. Well, Jesus said, no, no, it's a little bit more than that. Some people think if they just wear a Christian t-shirt, or maybe they tattoo a cross somewhere on their body, they're a Christian. Well, Jesus didn't say that. He said, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. So Jesus basically lays down three requirements for anyone interested in being a genuine follower of Christ. This is what he says you got to do. First, he says, a genuine disciple has to be willing to deny themselves. How many of you know what deny yourself means? Let me explain it to you this way. If you got all kinds of dessert on the table in the front of you, deny yourself and don't try to eat it all. Right? Because your flesh might want to eat it all, but you got to deny that. Are y'all with me? Come on, y'all, way too somber in here. Smile and say, I got you. I got you. Amen? 
So Jesus says, if anyone desires to come after me, first he must deny himself. So what does that mean? Well, I think it means you got to be willing to surrender your will to God. Like I may desire to eat all the dessert, but if I want to do the will of the Father, I have to be willing to deny myself and not be a glutton. Say, come on, I need a better amen than that. Come on, I'm going to get y'all going here before it's over. Amen. And so listen, denying yourself means you have to be willing to lay aside your personal desires and ambitions. How many of you know you can't go where you want to go and go where the Lord wants to go at the same time? That's better. That's better. That's right. Amen. We can't do our will and his will at the same time. So he says you got to be willing to set aside all your selfishness and self-centeredness. And you got to be willing to just say, Lord, whatever you want, I'm willing to go. How many of you willing to do that tonight? Amen. You see, that's where you separate the wheat from the tares. That's where you separate those that say they want to be a Christian and those that really want to be a Christian. Jesus said, many are called, but few are chosen. In other words, I believe that the Lord wants us all to be followers of him, but not everybody is willing to be a follower of him, right? And so he says, first of all, you got to deny yourself. And Jesus, he exemplified that because he said, I didn't come to do what I want to do. I came to do what my father wanted me to do. And how many of you know that price was high? Amen. And so he's saying he's not asking us to do something that he wasn't willing to do. But he says, listen, if you like, it's like he's the guide, you know. And he says, listen, if you want me to show you, if those of you that are fishermen in here, by the way, the wild game is coming up. I encourage you to buy some tickets September 30th. If you want to, you know, if you got some, listen, if you got some meat in your freezer, we like to cook that meat. Amen. Some wild game. Just a little plug right there. Just see Pastor Brandon right after. Men, buy some tickets and bring some men to Wild Game. It's going to be awesome. Amen. And I just have a message that's burning in me that I think is going to be a blessing to the men that night. But let's get back to the story. Jesus said you got to be willing to deny yourself. And so to be a true follower of Christ, I can't do what I want to do and be a follower of Christ. I got to lay my rights down. And follow him. Do y'all understand that? If you understand that, say amen. Amen. A second requirement, Jesus said, a genuine disciple has to be willing to take up his cross. Now, what does that mean, take up your cross? That means you got to be willing to die. That's what it meant to Jesus, right? He died on the cross. Did they force him on the cross? No, they didn't force him on the cross. He, he could have called legions of angels to knock out every Roman soldier that was trying to nail him on that cross. He didn't, they didn't take his life. He laid down his life. He gave up his life, right? And so he says, if you want to be a follower of me, you got to be willing to take up your cross. Now, what does that mean? It means you have to be willing to embrace sacrifice if the Lord wants you to sacrifice. It means you have to be willing to endure hardship if, if it, it entails hardship. And let me just stop just a moment to say, I don't know about y'all, but whenever I became a Christian, I was trying to be a secret agent Christian. I didn't want everybody to know because I didn't, thought people would laugh at me, make fun of me. They would reject me. And so I tried to hide. And sooner or later, I had to be willing to sacrifice my pride, my ego, my friends. And I had to be willing to say, I'm one of them. Come on. You got to be willing to say, I'm going to pray over my food. Whether you think it's a joke or not, I'm going to pray over my food. I'm going to ask the Lord's blessing on my food. Amen. 
Now, how little is that compared to what Jesus had to sacrifice? But he says, if you want to be my follower, you got to be willing to take up your cross. You got to be willing to pay a price if Jesus asks you to pay a price. You got to be willing to pay whatever price he asks you to pay. Amen. And then finally, he says, the third requirement of being a genuine follower of Christ, he said, you got to be willing to follow me. So first he says, you got to deny yourself, you got to take up your cross, and you got to follow me. Now, what does following him mean? Well, just think about it in your mind for a moment. If you're going to follow somebody, what does that look like? If you're going to follow somebody in the car, what does that look like? If you're going to follow somebody from in the mall to get to that favorite shop of yours, what does that look like? And so Jesus says, if you want to be a follower, if you want to be a genuine disciple and Christian, you got to be willing to follow me. See, it's not just showing up at church. It's not just wearing a Christian T-shirt. It's not just saying, hallelujah, praise the Lord. It's being willing to follow him. Being willing to follow him means I got to be willing to get out of the driver's seat and get on the passenger side and let him get in the driver's seat. Amen. And then while you're in the driver's seat, get your hand off the steering wheel. You know, so now we're, Lord, you can drive. Lord, let's take a right right here. Take, I want to go over there. I want to go over here. No, no, no. And if you're going to follow him, you got to get in the passenger seat and, and just say, Lord, I trust wherever you want me to go is going to be okay. I'm going to go. Come on. How many of you are ready to do that, gang? You're ready to follow him? And so listen, that's what it means to follow Jesus means you got to be willing to give up control of your life and you got to let him control your life. Amen. Come on. Some of us don't want anybody to tell us what to do, but you got to be willing to let the Lord tell you what to do if you want to be a genuine follower of the Lord. Amen. Can I get a better amen? So three requirements, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. And that's what these folks are doing tonight. They're getting baptized and they're saying, Lord, it's not about me, it's about you. And I see that you tell me I need to be baptized and I'm going to follow you. How many of you think that's a good idea? Amen? Amen, that's great. So it's, it's always a joy to me to be a part of a baptism because, man, it, there's more than meets the eye whenever people are getting baptized, amen? And so, you know, they're taking that next step in their spiritual journey as a genuine follower of Christ. And so it's a big deal. Now, notice as I end my, my comments tonight, before we start baptizing, I notice the very next verse, the promise he says in verse 25. He says, for whoever desires to save his life, in other words, don't want to deny themselves, don't want to lay down their life, don't want to give control of their life. Whoever desires to save his life and not let Christ gain control over their life, he said they will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. It's this divine exchange. The Lord says, I'm not going to force anybody to follow me. I'm going to invite them. But if they choose to follow me and lay down, lose their life, give up their life, 
they're going to tap into a life that they never dreamed could happen for them. Amen? That's the divine exchange. And listen, I've been at this for like 30-something years now, and I'm telling you, I lived several years snorting coke, smoking pot, and doing all that crazy stuff. And I'm telling you, there ain't no life like living for the Lord Jesus Christ. You can tell me what you want. You can say what you want. But you can't talk me out of a life lived for the Lord. There is no life like it. Amen. In fact, Jesus said the thief comes to try to steal your life, kill your life, destroy your life. But I've come that you might have Zoe life, full life, abundant life, overflowing kind of life where you can't, you can't wipe the smile off your face because it's on the side of you. And man, you can't wipe the smirk off of you. Amen. They say, come on, quit smiling. And you say, oh, it's hard because there's something down on the inside of me that just makes me want to smile. Amen. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Amen. Come on. Are y'all with me out there? Come on. How many of you chosen to take that route to follow Jesus? Isn't that the greatest life? It's the greatest life to live. So we're going to, we're going to encourage the saints that are ready to get baptized tonight. Are y'all willing to do that? Come on. We're going to be the, you know, Hebrews talks about there's a crowd of witnesses. There's a crowd of witnesses in the grandstands cheering us on. Well, tonight, we're going to be the crowd of witnesses. Amen. And we're going to rejoice and we're going to encourage and we're going to celebrate these that are getting baptized tonight. Amen. So would you do me a favor and just extend your hand and let's, let's pray that God would just place his, his anointing in, the, in this water, in this baptistry tonight. And as these folks that have made that decision come and get baptized tonight, that God would just anoint them, just touch them. Father, we pray tonight, Lord, this is not a small thing, but this is an incredible thing. Lord, your word says that when you were baptized, heaven was open. And the spirit descended like a dove. And the voice of the Lord said, this is my beloved And I believe that tonight, heaven is open. And I believe that tonight, your voice is speaking. And that God, you're affirming, you're affirming your children tonight to say, well done, good job. You are on the right path. So Lord, we pray that you bless our time tonight as these that have chosen are ready to get baptized.